Okay, I know no one can hear that but me, but I liked it. Okay, this is Death of Cortisana, our short version, beginning. It's episode 175. Yay! Dungeons and Dragons, group of friends, international people, Dungeon Master, tell us all the things. <laughs> okay, well, we've been gone for a while due to a bunch of stuff going on in real life. Uh, sorry about that. We're trying to keep in touch. I'm um, going to do a couple recordings tonight, hopefully, and then we're going to be gone for two weeks or so due to uh, business travel and also vacations. So, hope everyone's been doing well. Uh, you'll notice that Mithrin is not here tonight. He needs to take a couple weeks hiatus. He's got some stuff going on, so I'll figure out what's going on with him on the fly and so forth. So, in the last episode, Xanatari managed to interrogate... Uh, without killing the Lizardman Shaman and trying to uh, determine what happened while the party was asleep. Uh, and also trying to get the Green Dragon Empress to show up to explain herself. And you threw out, out a really character. big word. Hmm? And you threw out a really big word. I did? Yes. What's Which the big word? What's the out-of-character thing we did? Okay, well... Out of character, uh, there was actual tethering going Bad on. Word. Yes, tethering. Which in the actual plane, when um, you travel there, your uh, mental self is dragged out of your body and is attached to your regular physical body by a silver cord um, that if it breaks, you die. Uh, there's been dispute amongst DMs and other things as far as how this goes, and if um, a party is not aware that they are actually traveling, um, they may not even realize there's a tether. In this case, the whole astral thing was used for story purposes, but uh, congratulations, you all have um, your first planeswalking experience. And Yay! And just to make it official, uh, Xanatari gets 175 experience points because, well, she got the... Um, the episode name right. For the first and time. because I have an awesome mug. I should get points for that. Ooh. I don't have actual <laughs> dice, but I have a mug. I can't roll it, though. Please don't. <laughs> no. Please don't. That, you know, while, while it is... Yeah. I won't sure roll it. Roll. Just, like, wave around and, like, close your eyes and just point it down. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll just So, after, after about 180 episodes, including all the specials and other bits, um, congratulations to Zanatari for uh, correctly Hey, now, I used to have the name right until we started doing the whole traveling everywhere and, yeah, using multiple computers. Up to episode 160, I was good. Oh my gosh, he does not believe me. <laughs> I think we can go back and... <laughs> I dare you. The... Folks, go back, enjoy the archives. I'm not firing up the uh, the torrent server for, um, for this thing, but uh, please go back, enjoy our previous episodes and adventure arcs. So I'm going to go around the table real quick. Um, out of character, does anyone have any questions as far as the out of character information goes? Any questions? Okay. It's big, um, fat screw. Oh. I forgot to ask last session. Um, 
everybody got altered physically in some way from the dragon. Is there something remaining in, out of the astral projection uh, or tethering? Like the crazy wings and uh, scales? That um, remains to be seen. Alright. Okay. Because literally you've all just kind of woken up and gone through um, with things. What triggered those um, abilities in the past may or may not exist because you're not in combat right now. Okay. Hmm. There is a strong possibility, though, that um, the answer could be yes or it could be no. Well, is there really another option? Um, I could keep it really muddled for the next six episodes and just make a story arc over um, uh, Carl trying to leap everywhere. I can do it. Seven hours of Carl leaping. We just had two episodes of us sleeping, so I guess it's possible. Okay. Um, And I think I mentioned that uh, Mithrin's going to be away, so Mithrin's really exhausted from that Kamehameha attack that he did in the actual realm (laughs) and just kind of falls back asleep because, well, bacon is good and um, it made him sleepy. Xanatari, you are nearly to blows with the Lizardman Shaman. I think that you were trying to do a uh, check at the last point to intimidate just a smidge. So um, I will open up with you. Okay. Um, Yeah, this whole process has angered uh, Xanatari because um, finding out this whole thing was really essentially a dream set up by the Green Dragon for some untoward purpose uh, that we still don't have an explanation for is something that she wants to hear uh, the reasoning for this so she was considering summoning the green dragon uh, via the same method we did last time but this guy's assuring her that he's she is going to show up uh, soon and that it'll be very bad for us to do so so I guess I'm just trying to get as much information from them as possible before I face the green dragon okay what sort of information would you like to go for specifically well, he doesn't really want to tell us why, and it seems to be some kind of dire end-of-the-world situation scenario. Um, Cesar last time had disappeared to talk death, I believe. So it's kind of me and uh, and Carl, I guess, left here. And I guess I'm going to be concerned about Mithrin um, and find out if there's any lasting effects and if the things that happen to us in this dream state are actually reflective of reality. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a free bluff roll. Okay. And you can tell that the Lizardman Shaman is not attempting to be deceitful. That's good, because my bluff sucks. You have... The way how it's straining in, in the face and stuff like that, you, you've seen fear and you've seen um, pain in the face of the drow as you've electrocuted them. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. this one is trying to figure out language. In other words, it, this is not his native language. He's having trouble not, with understanding. Yeah, not not a well. He seems to understand you, but there is um, translational stuff where the magic that is letting you two speak mm-hmm. uh, isn't so great on technical terms. It's kind of great for getting around and finding out where the local pubs are, kind of deal. <laughs> but sitting down at a certain conference is is not really kind of geared for for it. Okay. Um. As far as lasting effects, 
Um, you do feel that you have been altered in terms of the abilities that you had before. You feel that there is uh, weight isn't the last is isn't the right word, but you feel that there is something there, but you're not quite sure how to turn it back on. Okay. But, I mean, I guess my bigger concern is Mithrin, like, is he going to be permanently affected, and is, you know, what's going on? Because he's not awake right now, so I guess I'm just Um, trying to figure out what's going on with that. Mithrin seems to be a big, giant puzzle, even to Mithrin. Um, He's been somewhere, and he hasn't exactly been all that clear as to where he's been. You know, it was one of the hells, or something along those lines, but um, he did this super powerful attack. The van braces that were protecting him or regarding his arms mm-hmm. have smashed off. They are nowhere to be seen. Okay. And he was looking pretty drained after using the, the attack the last time. So he's pretty much either exhausted or he's got post-traumatic stress or... <laughs> something going on that is affecting him. It does not seem to be a magic or an attack and you're not getting a um, any sort of scratches on your psionic um, little insta-kill shield okay. that you've got. Uh, he's just pretty much kind of wiped out right now. Okay, well, as long as... And I guess that's not satisfactory, but that's the best I'm going to get with a strange translation. Okay. Off in the distance, you see um, a line in the sky, mm-hmm. and it kind of flaps. So if you think of the childhood childhood uh, version of drawing birds, okay. you see one of those kind of off in the distance that seems to be flapping its way. Okay, so the dragon's coming. Oh. Yes, it does appear to be the, the dragon that's coming from over the berm. Uh, again, just as a reminder, the area behind the berm does appear to be built up, unlike um, in the last time. You guys were there, and it was just uh, the lizardman guarding it. Yeah. Okay. Carl. Well, um, Carl's going to point at the flappy bird <laughs> in the distance. Oh, I think the, the, um, the dragon lady is coming. That's, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. I thought it would uh, would uh, take longer for here to uh, for her to come over. Okay, I think we healed his wing, uh, her wing, so she can fly again. Okay. Or was the free? Um, you're also feeling a little bit stronger. You've been ripping apart a lot, large number, well, at least astrally, or at some in some manner, you've been um, ripping apart many things. So whatever um, sort of arm strength you may have or leg strength, you're kind of feeling that still being pretty strong. Uh, You have a faint idea in the back of your head that you may still have the draconic boons. Hmm. Okay. Cesar? Hello. Oh, he's not muted this time. That's nice. I was, but now I'm not. Lovely. <laughs> nice. Um, 
So, we went off and you had a nice chat with Death and uh, took the job. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't remember if I was done talking with it or not. Mm, I think you pretty much summed it up. I think there may have been some lingering, um, lingering questions on your part. Yeah, um, but I would remember at this point what they were. <laughs> you do have, I believe it is a skeleton pinky or a skeleton thumb. I think it was. Point, I don't believe your... it was a thumb. I believe it was the, the, the fourth finger. Okay. Yes. The wedding, right. the wedding finger, is that what it was? No, the fourth oh, finger. Oh, count, counting your thumb as three. So there's that. And um, by your gaze, that is um, continually shifting, you see that Mithrin has slumped over and gone back to sleep. Okay. He's not exactly at death's door and therefore um, something for you to handle, but he's definitely um, very weak. Okay. And... and Xanatari's off berating someone as usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Standard um, procedure. And you're seeing something in the distance as well, if you choose to look. Um, looks like the dragon's coming. Okay. Seems to be a little bit of a ways off, though, right? Yeah, or kind of flying pretty slow. Lazy dragon. Yeah, but um, you've, got a, you've got a couple, couple rounds. I think he might go back to the fire and... Um, have a few more bites of food. He, he didn't really get a chance to uh, eat fully before uh, death came along, so <laughs> he's going to go back and uh, fill up a little bit before the dragon gets here. Okay. So, going back, um, the lizardmen notice that, uh, the shaman notices that Mithrin has fallen back asleep and goes over to um, take care of him. And party has a couple of rounds to prepare before the dragon arrives. Is there anything that they would like to do in the meantime? Hmm. I'm trying to think. It's like, we're still equipped with everything we came with. We still have all the weapons and our, we're in good physical condition even after days of sleeping. Oh, we're all you... naked. Ah. It's um, kind so of like typical you were going... as well. Yeah, the the guy with the the bow tie and the TARDIS um, says that you have to be naked for church. <laughs> right episode, that is death of the doctor. Okay. Um, yeah, your equipment is with you. You are apparently, for the most part, unharmed. Um, maybe a little bit sore, but. Winter's cool. Winter's there with me. Winter, winter is there with you. You all feel like you have been fighting. But you're not grievously injured and wounded and stuff like that. But you definitely can tell that at some point in time recently you've been through quite a lot. Okay. Xanatari, um, you will notice that the ground around you um, is heavily wind-scarred. And at the same time, it looks like a big storm had come through. Okay. But it looks like the storm was a long time ago and um, had quickly worn away. Am I supposed to equate this in character to something that happened to us in the dream? 
Are you trying to draw uh, parallel? Yes, I am trying to draw parallel. Okay. The area that you're sleeping in, while it is the same area that you had fallen asleep in, um, there's a lot of weathering as if, you know, the big giant storm that was, that you were controlling mm -hmm. had been around for a while and or had violently, super violently reacted um, beyond the general realms of standard wind abrasion had changed the landscapes in some way. Okay. Does, do we get an age off of this? You said it's a, a long time ago. Is it like a year ago or is it a week ago? Um, do I need to roll a perception? like a couple hundred years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Possibly up to a thousand years ago. Okay. But it just seems like something that a, that a pretty good storm would do. Okay. That was like hyper-accelerated. I, I know wind abrasion takes a long time, but that storm was pretty bitching, so yay. Okay, um, up in the sky, coming closer, you see uh, the Green Dragon Empress. Her color is um, a much darker emerald than it was previously. And uh, the flapping of the wings is a lot slower, as if um, the movement is somewhat difficult. But it's just not just barely keeping her up, but by no means as graceful as before. Hang on a second. Is the cat talking to you? Is that why you have to stop? interruption brought to you by stupid Siberian cat. No, this is the dog um, suddenly looking like she is going to barf and heading upstairs. Don't let, don't let her I barf upstairs. That would be no, very had, bad. That's why I had to get her back down here and back onto the wood. Oh. So. It's been a night for this. <laughs> Stop stressing out the dog. I am doing jack and shit for stressing <laughs> out the dog. The dog is stressing me out. So, um, in fact, the dragon just looks much older. And uh, is going to be coming in for kind of an ungraceful landing outside of the campsite. Any reactions from the party? If there's a um, minor tree in the way of uh, the dragon's landing strip, uh, Coral's gonna try to chop or rip it off. Mm, nope. Um, you can head over there, you can prepare, but no, it looks like your, your, your tree is okay. Okay. Alright. Oh, also, I nearly forgot. Uh, I think there was something going on with uh, Miss Rin's breakfast before he slumped over, like he seemed to stare into the egg and complaining about it. Uh, <laughs> Carl <laughs> wants to have a quick look uh, at this before okay. it's the, just, the dragon arrives. Um, his Mithrin's breakfast just looks like it's been kind of a little overcooked on the campfire. Um, you don't smell anything other than egg. So it just looks like he's kind of maybe a picky eater. 
Alright, so Carl's gonna make sure Mithrin is uh, comfortable and then he'll eat up <laughs> the egg and okay. what's left. <laughs> okay, so you eat, you eat his breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Um, from the start, nothing appears to happen to you other than, well, you have extra breakfast. Right. Okay. Cesar? Anything you want to do? Um, well, he probably feels like it would be appropriate to, uh, you know, uh, go see this dragon empress person thing. So he'll, uh, he'll get up and dust himself off and head over towards where the, uh, the dragon is coming in. Okay. Xanatari, anything from you or zero fucks given? Um, Xanatari's just waiting for the moment for the dragon to touch down so she can get, uh, turn her irate liberation of the poor lizard man to the source. Okay. The dragon lands about 100 feet outside of camp and begins moving towards camp while doing so. Very slowly metamorphosizes into um, the kind of iconic fairy tale grandmother sort of old old person look. Really? The dragon just turned into the fairy godmother? Yeah. Okay. Think makes, old. That makes it harder old, to yell. Old granny. Okay. Um. All right. So she gets into near the camp and nods and greeting to everyone, taking a moment to glance at uh, not only Cesar but um, to the uh, left of Setzer as well. That's right. My new buddy. Mm-hmm. Death, is that your shoulder? Is that what he's trying to imply? He's, he, he's, he's Death's right-hand man. Oh, damn. Okay. Fine. Good. Okay, old lady. I rate... Sanitary, go. <sighs> okay. Xanatari approaches strongly with her hands on her hips. Sword slightly out of the scabbard, as though she's going to strike this old woman down, which she won't, reluctantly. And uh, pulls off the jewelry that she's been given, the dragon shaped. I think hers was an earring. Mm -hmm. And throws it to the ground. Um, saying, you know, just kind of looking, raising an eyebrow, saying, what is this about? Okay. Anybody want to chip her in, actually strike the dragon while Xanatari is uh, beginning her beginning her interrogation? Cesar's interested to see where this is going. Okay. But he's not going to be interfering yet. Carl is going to Slightly uh, bow before the dragon uh, or the old lady now while looking uh, sideways at Santari. He's feeling some, uh, somewhat uncomfortable uh, about the situation because okay. he is you know, trying to respect the elderly but also respecting Santari. <laughs> the Green Dragon Empress fixes Santari with a steady gaze and um, responds 
you were called forth and asked to help destroy a great evil. And to this end, you have done so. What this is, and she points to that, um, is a link that allowed me to take you into the past where you needed to actually combat this problem and correct things. She points around the lands have been separated, as you've been aware, since our arrival, where our, our territory has been superimposed upon yours. This is sort of a effect of what the um, creature in the jail caused. It was disrupting reality, trying to blend things far too much, and essentially threatening the fabric of reality. You had to be taken, though, into the past in order to deal with that. And, well, it had to do some degree of protection. She points down at the ground. It's up to you if you keep that. It does still offer some degree of protection. Protection from what? My tax. Protection from you. You gave us a, a piece of jewelry to protect us from you? You saw my breath, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Did you die from it? <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly it worked, then. And we're supposed to trust a dragon who drug us into the past because we don't fight enough evils in this time. Now we have to go back and uh, remedy the, the mistakes of the past without being honest with us. And we're supposed to believe that you have our best interests at heart. She considers this for a moment and returns to look with, yes, and you behaved with the utmost of uh, skill and honor. Tari throws up her hands. Not only is my my party member now the right-hand man of death, and one of us has passed out after going through a worm, and the other one just seems to be perpetually happy. But we're in the middle of this situation, and she's just freaking out and kind of stomping around and just yelling about everything. You like things to be very direct and very, very bluntly put very well. You save reality. You fight a lot of evil because reality has been very much torn asunder in this world. You help to put it back somewhat together. Santa rolls her eyes and walks away to ponder this. Okay. She doesn't know what to do um, without an epic poem being read. Hang on. Uh, Freddy the co-GM has arrived in his Okay, there we go. Now it's a D4 episode. Not until he shoves his tail in your face. Well, he's, yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> okay, so for the point of things, um, she goes, she turns around, and as Zantar's uh, walking away, I didn't honestly know if the magic was going to work in order to split you into the astral realm. It was... 
a matter of it would work, you would be transported back and be able to help things, or you would remain here unharmed, but would still have the problem and um, probably wake up to almost, well, very bad things. So you yourselves were not in physical danger, but having those pendants and the other charms that I gave you helped keep yourself locked to your own bodies and linked. Um, thankfully, nothing happened there that was of such dire circumstance that it caused your brains to shut down. <coughs> this is a good thing. It's chosen well. She turns and points a finger back over the berm. That was about a thousand years ago. Since then, we have been able to retake our territory. We've been able to grow, and we've been able to actually share things with our neighbors. As you've behaved honorably, we have behaved honorably as well, and not invaded anywhere that we have not been allowed, or that our pact has put us off limits. We've actually been helping the humans to quite a great degree in your town. So, anybody else want to jump in? Don't want to step on Xanatari's toes. You might get your head chopped off. Oh, yeah, she's done. <laughs> Carl's going to clear his throat and say, um... Please excuse me for asking so bluntly, but why didn't you just tell us before sending us into some kind of dream of the past? We've kind of been dealing with very weird things already to, be, to this point, and, well, you've been coming through them remarkably well. Um, it was kind of big magic, and wasn't quite sure what form exactly it would take, whether it would take you back or actually split you as we had hoped. So, yeah, we could have been clearer, but the necessity was such that needed willing people that would believe that they have, have and had walked uh, into the situation of their own, on their own choices. And if I understand this correctly, all we did to save the world was uh, stump on, on some floating eye creature with a central eye scratched out? This, that was all that was needed? There were a lot of things that were going on while you were fighting. Um, there was... you noticed all the drudges, all the little scarab creatures that were around. Yep. Yes, but we didn't do too much about them. You didn't do too much of them. They weren't there. However, your presence and noting that they were not there, demons have an issue with belief. The fact that you realize that they were not present did not allow them to manifest in this world. The demon that you saw clawing its way out of the canyon, that was bringing a large number of beholders into the area and the demon was actually so weak that one of them had started to take control of some of its powers and was draining it. By crushing that beholder you 
rendered the link and um, managed to break that demon's connection into the world. Nice. <laughs> right? Yay! Uh, sort of, for out-of-character thing, I guess, it would be a matter of uh, how much force feedback could the system take. And, well, apparently the holds were enough that you got there when stuff was just starting to get set up and you managed to kind of blow everything back in their face and put the demon back back in. But there were a large number of other beholders. What you fought out of character was um, a beholder leader and its death. Um, it's, it's called a beholder beholder controller. Yes, that is difficult to say. Beholder controller. Beholder controller. And it's a special type of beholder but you actually killed the other ones that were in the area as well, so kind of a two-for-one thing, or many-for-one thing, just to kind of move things along. Essentially, you stomped at the big bad before it could get its full toehold, hold on to um, the reality. So, yes, Yay. you did a lot. It didn't seem like you fought the big bad, but you did exactly what it needed to. Um, the Green Dragon Empress admits to the party that um, she herself was starting to believe far too much in the illusions that the demon was projecting and was starting to her belief was starting to bring things through as well and um, that's partially why there was the issue with the worms yeah. So the party was actually successful, but very kind of convoluted and horribly meta. In other words, it sounded better in my head. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. So, uh. So. What now, lady? Well, that's kind of up to you. You have accomplished a task. Um, again, you remain in the the uh, the lizard the lizard community in the lizard empire remains grateful to you. Um, you still got your travel. Uh, she does admit that um, the boons that you have been given um, will remain, but they could be somewhat weird, as her power has. She essentially stayed in the past and explains that um, she's been there since the events since you got sent back because she had to shepherd the Empire through. So the effects are a little bit weaker, but you still have um, have the boons if you wish. Okay. You are allowed to keep the um, trinkets as well. And what will they do, like, out of character? Are these useful still? Or is she just... Like, will they do what she said? Is it worth keeping? Um, do you think you're going to fight her? Probably not, but, you know, anything magical, she's still going to hang on to. Um, she's a bit of a crafting... I, I have... 
I don't know if you guys listened to the DM block episode or not, where I kind of discussed her, but she went over and um, she's a bit of a crafting deity in that she makes certain protection items really well. And part of the problem is that they don't have great grandiose effects, but in this case, all the lizard men would know even perhaps outside of the tribe, you know, the tribes that she controls mm-hmm. about it. So it's sort of a really big bling badge or whatever to have, mm. but also having something where even though the path to get you where she, what she did, she has been presumably honest to you at this point in time. So having something that keeps her from using a breath weapon, a deific breath weapon against you, is probably pretty big. Okay. Then it's worth not then it's worth picking up. Then try to pick oh. it up. Out of in in character, you know, you could be disgusted and whatever and, you know, not take it along. That's entirely up to you, but um, the boons go with you whether you choose to use them or not. Okay. There may be a way to get rid of those if you wanted to. But it's You've got free will and deal, I guess. You know, okay. They're not bound to you. They're not cursed. Um, they haven't blown up on you. But they're definitely, they've definitely changed a bit in terms of appearance from when you were going into the, into the realm versus now. So they're definitely antiqued up a lot. Okay. Okay. Cesar, what would you like to do? Um, she, you know, basically said, done with you, but, uh, he'll say, well, well, uh, what's, uh, what's next for you, if you don't mind me asking? Mm, just, she's going to keep on, um, trying to oversee the Empire. It's grown quite a bit. It's, uh, actually rather spectacular. They're kind of having a bit of a golden age right now. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Uh... I mean, you seem to have a pretty big role here in terms of, you know, protecting reality itself. That's That seems almost a, a bit of a, a low task for you. You seem to be destined for, for bigger, better things than just sort of government. Hmm. She considers and shakes her head and she goes, no, this is my purpose. And I've, I've been quite content with it. Um, it's been a lot easier with not having the dueling realities going about, but the the great evil right now that you dealt with is been contained again and has been safely locked away now for almost a millennia. Good. Well, I guess we did a, did a pretty good job. So, uh, you know, because of that, like, we get some, uh, you know, these, these we get yeah, to keep these comes. things and and your, uh, your, your blessing, and we get you know, we we get some like land and and you know some people to rule or you know like we're, we're pretty big heroes, right? Um, yes, there's actually quite a number of um, books that have been written and drawn of your tales. So like we could probably go anywhere in this empire and people would just like shower us with gold and stuff, right? Mm, perhaps not shower with gold, but if that is your uh, desire, a treasury or two can be 
um, easily put at your discretion. All right, deal. And he holds out his hand. <laughs> she kind of takes it semi-daintily, but um, it feels like you are definitely shaking the hand of a full dragon paw. Um, she does sort of look at your hand as well, and since nobody else knows that you have accepted Death's uh, invitation fully, um, she kind of glances at you with a semi-raised eyebrow, and you hear a bit of a scratching um, against your mind, as if she's trying to communicate with you. Um, as he's shaking her dragon hot hand paw, he'll wiggle his bony finger and give her a big wink. Ew! <laughs> Ew! You hear in your mind, do you want that hidden? <laughs> Pull my finger. <laughs> he just gives a small shake of his head. He's not okay. too concerned about it. Um, and she, she looks at him again and goes, hmm, you probably want some treasure. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I've got a few treasuries now, but, uh, if you have something else to give me, sure. Okay. Um, she hands, she pulls a scroll out and hands you the scroll. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? Maybe I was going to petition for treasure for saving the entire oh, world. No, just I'm just saying, just, you know, you you kind of spun your fingers in Atari, so do you want, uh, do you have any any remarks to what has been said? Uh, do you want Decker? Do you I want mean, your own, do you want your own treasury? Well, Xenotar's not thrilled with the fact that she, as, you know, as Carl said, she could have been honest with us and we probably would have done it anyway because, you know, we're stand-up kind of people. Um, but instead, you know, she tricked us and decided that she knew more than we did. Made us work for her, essentially. So, you know, Xanatari's not a fan of being uh, requisitioned into working for somebody. Okay. Especially, you know, as you say, without any kind of pay, we are adventurers. And, uh, you know, yes, altruism is great, but also, you know, we're kind of for hire. So okay. that makes her angry. Okay. Um, is any of this visible on her face that she is still upset? Yeah, I mean, she's going to be standing there with her arms crossed. Okay. The Green Dragon Empress walks up to you and presents you, pulls out a key, and hands it towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Xanatar is going to make a ridiculous quip about this being... Uh, the key to what she's asked, or the key to your heart, or why are you giving me this, essentially, in a snide way? Um, it is the key to a city. In fact, your city. Uh-huh. Xenotaria. <laughs> right! Is this, is this accolades Bob? Bill? Ben? Nope. Nope. Apparently there is, um a hamlet, town, there's some there's something that they consider to be a city that since essentially you all are heroes from the past, in the present. Um, so you're saying all this that happened in the past everyone knows about in current history and so, like, the, there's the Carl and the Cesar 
like Hamlet's of the Hamlet of Carl and Caesar and Sanatari, and this is like a well-known, you know, name. This the there's been a thousand years passing since this epic en engagement mm -hmm. that the Green Dragon Empress has been ruling over, and the green the Lizardman civilization, which was already going, which you only saw little smitterings of due to that whole reality thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that they're had, congruent. Yeah they've had a chance to actually grow the civilization from where it had originally been before it got sucked in the past, grow it forward. So yes, you are known, there's probably some statues, literally there's books. <laughs> no, this, uh, is a th this, is a, this is a thousand years of history where you've been heroes. Okay. I mean, she'll take the key out of curiosity. Um, okay. You know, it's one of those things where it's like now we have, every time we do something epic like this, she's going to feel like she has to go back to the Kalashtar to make sure that, you know, this sort of tale lives on and that becomes annoying after a while. Okay. Um, she kind of squints at you, looks away, and goes... Um, the Kalashtar have actually been here. They have an embassy. Great. That makes it so much more convenient. Mm -hmm. So okay. you are you are you are cataloged. Yay! She'll she'll wink and take the key, and kind of okay. subtly pick up the earring like when the dragon turns away. Okay. Um. By the way, Winter is uh, sticking close to you. Does not seem to be distressed. Uh, seems a little older. Okay. Or at least um, better behaved. Are we older now? You? No. Oh, okay. It's just the, the experience of having gone through everything apparently has... Prematurely aged my dog? Mm, age may not be the right way, but the... Matured. Matured a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, um, one dream of the past is worth seven for any of us. Well, it's a dire wolf. It learns through combat. Ah, okay. So the fact that you've been through this epic thing, it has come through, it has been victorious, you know, it's driven its enemies, blah, blah, blah. It's fought with you. Um, it's kind of improved. So, yay for winter. Okay. Yay. Okay. Um... Carl, do you have anything? Um, maybe at first um, he uh, bowed in, uh, again this time a little bit deeper and go, I'm very sorry if I might have by accident snapped your ring in the, in the past <laughs> by trying to save Mithrin. <laughs> so I hope it healed up nicely and I'm very sorry about this. It won't happen again. <laughs> The, Sorry about the, that one time I fell and broke your tree. The um, the, the from springing from the back of this kind of stooped old granny lady is suddenly this huge one huge dragon wing, and you can definitely tell that there is a um, you know there's been a break and it's healed and it looks a little cattywampus. Um. 
she goes, it hurt like hell. <laughs> but I've worn it with honor. You've made your mark. Okay, that's comforting to hear. Uh, again, I'm very sorry about this. And I don't... Um, I don't expect you to give me anything, but uh, if you maybe should one day run across uh, an intelligent... Uh, somewhat intelligent animal that can be written and wants to be written by me, uh, that would be very nice to send him my way. <laughs> so you don't have to run all the time. Satori um, shoves her dinosaur skin quick <laughs> further into her pack and turns away. What what kind what kind of animal? Because no, knowing your luck, you'd roll a slug. <laughs> Maybe someone that uh, might survive a little crash and <laughs> something like like an armadillo. I like armadillos; they're nice. They're armored. You you do know that out of character that they are a main source of leprosy, right? For reals? Yes. Oh no. Really? Yeah, that's why there's been a spike in um, leprosy cases in Florida is because of um, the armadillos are so common down there that people have been handling them. Well, in the world of D and D, armadillos don't have leprosy. Okay. <laughs> Done. Okay. House so, rules, no leprosy. <laughs> now, now, it, it that's was 4E modified for you. Yeah, there you go. That's the only difference. Uh, now, I ha now, I have to have Xanatari. Are, are you determined to have the only dire animal? Well, about? I don't know. What's the other dire animals besides wolves? Well, there could be a dire armadillo. I don't care. It doesn't have to be. I don't have to have the only dire animal. Okay. If there's a like dire that? armadillo, I would laugh really hard. All right. What noises? What noise does an armadillo make? Does it make a noise? Is it like an know. ant eater noise? That Anthony Bourdain thing. He was being chased and it's didn't, just like didn't screaming. What kind of noise does that make? I don't know. You need to find that if you're going to get an armadillo. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to find it now. Go ahead. You continue <laughs> the story. Screaming armadillo. Okay. So. Um, okay. Wait. 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 For the audience, for the streaming, this, the poor streaming audience, here's the sound of an armadillo. Ah, it sounds like a mad cat. It's that is really annoying. Yeah, that's really annoying. So does that mean then that um, we can give um, Carl the really annoying thing, or shall, shall we go for an option B? Well, he's sort sort of is this, is he okay? Like he, he dropped out, or I I can hear you, but okay. uh, video is missing. Okay. okay. Um, do you want the really annoying screaming um, cat armadillo thing, Carl, or do you want to go for an option B? Maybe less cat and more uh, <laughs> armadillo, but uh, armadillo would be really cool. <laughs> Carl looks like an armadillo. We we will we will work we will work on that then. Okay. Um. Going around the table one last time before we exit out of this episode. Uh, by the way, do we want to do a second one, or are you guys pretty much wiped out and it's everyone's good? I don't care. I'm up for whatever. 
I'll go for the second one. Mm-hmm. Up to you. I won't get much more energy. Just yes, yeah, so it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let us just do. Let's just wrap this up and then send Cesar to bed and send uh, Carl back to bed. Okay. Okay. Yay, All right, Germany! We are going to be again. Just as a reminder, we are going to be off uh, next week and the following week. I think we're back after that, and we'll try to do a recording. So, with that, um, let's go around the table, closing stuff, um, Xanatari. Uh, okay, Xanatari set us by the encounter with the dragon. Um, still slightly worried about Mithrin now that things are um, taken care of, um, considering possibly healing him. She has not noticed uh, Cesar's finger yet. Um, and that's pretty much where she's standing. Okay. You should have done oh. your middle finger, I'm telling you. You could have just been like... <laughs> Carl's um, uh, gonna say thanks for the, uh, the the token from the Empress and those crazy cool leaping powers <laughs> and well I think it's some sort of goodbye so he'll gonna say goodbye and please uh, if you need me again please don't hesitate to call but please uh, tell me next time if you're going to send me or us back to the past or into some dreamland for doing so. <laughs> so polite. She bows. Um, and by the way, I'm really surprised you didn't go for the dire kangaroo so that way it could leap and then you could leap off of it and get an extra height oh, attack. Leap. <laughs> yep. um, but we will work on the armadillo in the next time. Cesar. Well, Cesar is already planning what to do with his uh, treasury's worth of, of fortune. It's written mm-hmm. it on his character sheet. Okay. Inventory. Two treasuries. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any... You know, they're kind of at another one of those points where there's no real direct route forward, at least that he's aware of yet. So he's, um, he's self-focused at this point, thinking about his sweet workshop that he's going to build and everything that mm-hmm. he can work on. He's just got to find a good place for it. Okay. I believe this is a lead into that sweet um, adventure that Antari says you guys never get, which is called the vacation. <laughs> Alrighty. Antari, take us out and thank you everyone for in the chat channel. Yeah, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathdefordishonor.com Find us on iTunes or on Twitter at deathdefor. Take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast, which, again, doesn't have a new episode, but will at some point. So if you are a game developer or you have a subject you'd like to talk about, please let me know at uh, Genesee, I think it's Genesee at com, and uh, I will consider it for a show topic. But in the meantime, stay tuned for a worldwide adventure, not next week or the next, but the week after. And you can always listen to this current episode on uh, on our deathfordishonor.com page or on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Night. Night. Night.